0: Uh, Nathan's going to come and bring us our Bible reading. We're in Revelation chapter 3 and starting at verse 1. Sorry, getting in your way.
1: Lord and the seven stars.
0: To set your alarm clock, Mm. chocolate chocolate bar. Elders agenda. Elders agenda. Ah, Don't be late for church. What's going on? Where am I? Where am I, Josh? I'm I'm at church! Oh no! I forgot to set my alarm. Oh, hello, everyone. Hello. Good morning. Um, my name's Richard Turl, and if you don't know me, and oh, um, kids, I think I'm going to need your help this morning. So, um, yeah, uh, what's happened? I'll just, just take this duvet off. And why am I wearing my wife's dressing gown? Um, <laughs> there's some clothes underneath there. I am definitely gonna need your help this morning, kids. I, I just I just forgot to set my alarm and I was a bit tired and a, I'm a bit out of kilter. What's going on? Um this morning I guess we must be looking at the seven one of the seven oh that's right, we're looking at Sardis, one of the seven churches in Revelation. And well Sardis was sleepy. It was a sleepy old place. And can we do a big, like I was doing earlier, do a big, a proper snore, all right? Because we go, and then you have to do the coming down bit, the a bit like that, yeah. That's, that's a proper snore, isn't it? Um, Sardis was a sleepy old place. And you know, Jesus said, and if you forget everything else this morning, remember this, Jesus said to the, people, the Christians in Sardis, wake up. Okay, let's say that together. Come on. Wake up. That's what Jesus said um, to the people there. And Sardis um, was a sleepy old place. You know, a long time before Jesus wrote um, to these people, uh, these people had been caught napping. The city of Sardis had been caught napping. Back in uh, 549 BC, this guy called Cyrus was attacking the city of Sardis. And what happened is he got someone to sneak up a wall, and they sneaked into the city of Sardis, and while everyone was asleep or just not really looking properly, this whole army took over, invaded, uh, and laid siege to and took over the city of Sardis. And you know what? 300 years later on, it happened all over again, exactly the same way. They'd forgotten what had happened, Uh, 300 years later, a guy called Antiochus III was attacking the city of Sardis and a band of men climbed up this bit of the wall and they got into the city and they opened the gates from the inside and that huge army went in and took over the city of Sardis. So Sardis had a reputation for being a bit... Come on, do it with... (laughs) Now you're not tired because Gareth's been dishing out really strong coffee to everyone, so everyone's like, "Whoa!" Um, but um, it was a really kind of sleepy place. It got a reputation for being sleepy, and Jesus says, "Doesn't he?" He says, "Wake up!" Can you do that? He says, "Wake up! Wake up!" to the Christians in Sardis. Now sometimes, um, as Christians, we can be a bit, a bit mm. sleepy. You know, we can just be a bit like, "Oh." What's going on? And and we can sort of forget about Jesus. And we can sort of forget that Jesus is coming again. And uh, and we can kind of forget to be prayerful and, and watchful. And we're just a bit like, oh, what's happening? Sometimes that happens to us. Sometimes as Christians, we're a bit sleepy. And we're not aware of the spiritual dangers that are around us. And that's why Jesus says what he says, doesn't he, to uh, them in Sardis. In verse 1, uh, you Nathan just read it. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, says Jesus. Now, what I want you to do for just a moment is take a look at verses 2 and 3, where you are, just sat, just talk amongst yourselves, help each other out, however it works. Just have a think. According to what Jesus says, how can we wake up spiritually as Christians, okay? So verses 2 and 3, have a look in your Bibles, on your devices. How can we wake up? What does it say in verses 2 and 3? So if we could have a little bit of background, that would be lovely. And uh, we'll just take a moment to just have a look where you are. We're going to do it as well. And have a little think. So let me read what what Jesus said to them. He said, wake up hungry. Strengthen what remains. And then we'll bring it all back together. Huh. I was just remembering, this has just come to me, I was just remembering a time a few months ago way back in the summer where I was woken up by someone punching me in the chest. Um, it wasn't my wife. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was quite a startling wake-up call. Um, uh, but um, there were all sorts of things in those verses. Did anyone pick up anything, things that, that will help us to wake up? Anyone spot anything? Verses 2 and 3. What can help us to wake up? There's a few bits and pieces in there. Any ideas? Go on, Josh. Yeah, fire alarm does help. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, indeed. Wait till you go to uni. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, um any other <laughs> any other? Yeah, be yeah, strengthen he says, be strengthened, doesn't he? And he says, what else does he say? A few of the bits and bobs help us wake up. Go on, I'll give you a hand. There's loads of bits in there. Uh, One thing is he says, remember, doesn't he? He says, remember, remember what you've received, what you've heard. So in other words, Jesus is saying, look, remember him. Remember Jesus. Remember his gospel, the good news about Jesus. Go back to that and remember that, because that is going to wake you up spiritually. And that's one thing, isn't it, that can help us to wake up. we have to wake up spiritually. I don't know about you. I don't know if you feel like this, but you can get spiritually sleepy, and you've got to wake up. I have this on a Sunday morning, right now. Obviously, sometimes on a Sunday morning, I am physically sleepy, like I just was then. But also, I can just be spiritually sleepy, and I need to say to myself, "Rich, wake up! You need to wake up. You've got you've got stuff to tell people this morning. You've got like the biggest stuff ever to tell people, Rich." you You need to wake up spiritually, and that can be the case for all of us um, as Christians. We've just got to stare ourselves up and wake up, maybe remember what Jesus um, has done for us, and help that to wake us up. Uh, There's some more help um, that Jesus gives. Uh, He mentions, doesn't he, did you notice verse 1, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God, or the sevenfold spirit. Now you go back to chapter 1 verse 4, and you see that That is a way of talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can help us. God the Father and God the Son, Jesus, send the Holy Spirit to help us to wake up spiritually. And who is the Holy Spirit? He's the the giver of life, isn't he? That's what the Bible tells us. He's the one who can give us spiritual life, who can give us if you like, vitality, who can revive us, who can refresh us, who can wake us up. So we do need to pray that the Holy Spirit will wake us up spiritually. And the way we've been praying that through this series, haven't we, is we're hearing what the Spirit is saying to us. So that's the the first and the big thing, the main thing really, that Jesus says in this passage is, wake up to the the Christians in Sardis, he says, wake up now. uh, We've got some notes in growth groups and think a bit more about this as adults in the week ahead. There's lots that we can learn uh, from this passage. But the second thing that Jesus talks about is us walking in white. Uh, Jesus uh, encouraged uh, them and he encourages us today that if we wake up to him, if we wake up and if we follow him and if we keep going, Then in the future, well, this is what he says in verse 4, isn't it? He says, yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not sold their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white for they are worthy. Jesus says that if people follow him in the future, they will walk with him. Now, that's an amazing picture. It's a picture of friendship. It's a picture of closeness with Jesus that we will get to walk with him. It takes you back to the Garden of Eden, doesn't it? God walked in the garden with the people before it all went wrong. Uh, and now we're told that in the, in the, if you like the new garden, the new creation to come, we will walk with Jesus if we're forgiven by him and we follow him. And what were they wearing? So he says, doesn't he, that they'll walk with him. But what were they wearing? Did anyone notice the language that's used? What, what are the people wearing? What are they dressed in? Anyone pick up that? The Bible passage verses, verse 4 and verse 5 as well. They'll walk with him dressed. Dressed in white. Thanks, Kev. Brilliant. Yeah, dressed in white. That's right. They'll be dressed in white. It's a shiny picture, isn't it? All these people in white, clean and, uh, and bright. In Revelation, uh, God's people, they wear robes of white. You you read on in the book of Revelation, they're wearing these robes of white. They're bright, they're shiny, they're they're clean. And Jesus himself in Revelation, he comes on a white cloud and he rides on a great big white horse and he sits on a great white throne. But how is it that his people can be so clean and fresh? We know that Jesus is clean and fresh. But how can Jesus' people be so clean and fresh? Well, he tells us in Revelation 7.14. He says, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You know, we aren't uh, clean spiritually because we're nice. Or because we're uh, good people. No, we're clean because we're cleansed. Because we've been cleaned by Jesus, covered by Jesus. That's why we can have that picture of us being clean, white and bright in the new creation. Not because we're good or nice. Now, you might be nice. You might be a nice person. You might be a lovely person. You might be a very good person in lots of ways. But what you need is to be cleaned up by Jesus, by the blood of of the lamb. And then you know that you're going to walk with him dressed in white in the new creation. So Jesus encourages us, keep going because that's where we're heading. We're going to walk with him. We're going to be covered in these robes of white. But he says something else as well to encourage us, doesn't he? In verse 5, he talks about keeping going because our names are in the book of life. That's another picture there, isn't it? That our names were in in the book of life and they won't be taken out. Well, how can our names be in the book of life? How can that happen? You know, twice in Revelation, the book of life is called the Lamb's book of life. And that's the clue. How does my name get into the book of life? Again, not because I'm a good person. Not because I'm a nice person, I might be, but because a lamb was slain and his name is Jesus. You see, Jesus is the lamb who was slain. He's the one who was crucified on the cross. His blood was shed so that we can be clothed in white and so that we can be written in to the lamb's book of life. And that means our names will be there forever. It's as if Jesus says, To you, I know you. I know you. knows your name. I know you. And we will walk together in the new creation. So, today, let's remember. We forget everything else. Let's remember. We need to wake up spiritually. We need to wake up to Jesus, to his gospel. To the reality that Jesus is coming again. We need to wake up to the reality that we're in a spiritual battle. That we need to pray. That we need to be watchful. Because that's the reality. Jesus wants us to wake up to all of that. And one day we will walk with him in white. We're going to take a moment now. um, What helps you to wake up kids? Joshy said a fire alarm, didn't he? Um, being punched in the chest. Um, uh, All sorts of things wake us up. You know, one of of the things that wakes me up that really helps me to wake up is food. Food helps, doesn't it? Help me this morning. Breakfast, it helps, doesn't it? It helps you to wake up. A strong coffee or a drink or whatever it is and a bit of food, that helps us all to wake up. Uh, And what we're about to do now is have a meal together and it's a meal that helps us to wake up spiritually. Jesus gave us this meal to help us to remember him, to help us to wake up and know him and and remember things about him. It shows us stuff. It reminds us uh, about Jesus. It reminds us that Jesus has paid the price for our sins, that he's the lamb who was slain for us. So uh, this is a very special meal. This is a meal for the personal followers uh, of Jesus. If that's not you this morning, if you're not a personal follower of Jesus, that's fine. It's great that you're here. It's great that you can hear these things and see these things uh, and just let the, the bread and wine pass you by. But if that's you today, take this meal as a way to help you to wake up to Jesus. And we take it, don't we, with glad and sincere hearts, the Bible says. We're joyful and we're serious at the same time as we remember him.